Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to What the Fuck. I'm Cash Levy. I'm uh, filling in for Mark Marin here today. This is so exciting. Uh, I guess my success with cashing in got Mark's attention, and uh, he's asked me to fill in for him and host the show today. And th- this came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, it's such a thrill for me. I mean, I had no idea Mark Marin even listened to Cashing In, uh, but I guess he's you know listened to you know he got hooked uh, from the episode Crooked Squirrel. Rule number one: How do I know Mark Marin listens to Crooked Squirrel? And it, he's been hooked ever since. You know, he's he's one of the twelve and a half loyal listeners, and uh, I guess he really admires the hard hitting journalism that I bring to the table. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm new at this. I don't know how the show works, uh, but I'll tell you what. Apparently, I have a young up-and-comer uh, on the show today. Uh, Mark booked all of these things, so I don't even know who it is. Apparently, he was in, let's see, he was in uh, Cloverfield. Huh. He was in uh, Yogi Bear. Wow, that's weird. Huh. Oh, this is strange. It says he became famous by doing the show Cashing In. That's how he got famous. Well, that, that doesn't really narrow it down. There's a lot of people that have done my show over the years, and you're just not sure, like, which one. Uh, well, you know what? Let's just not even... I've just got to call him in. Oh, wait a second. Miller. Wow. Well, I'm sure he'll be here anytime. Hey, Cash. Wait. What the fuck? Yeah, this is it. You're in the right place. No. No. What What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this is what the fuck. I'm filling in for Mark Marin today. What are you doing here? I'm his guest. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I'm on. Oh, my God. This is such a weird coincidence. I didn't, I didn't even know you guys knew each other before. I mean, ha- have you heard his show before? Uh, I mean, I've heard of it, but I haven't heard it. Well, I mean, have you done it before? I mean, yeah, I did it once. Well, then you probably know how he starts every show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he uh, has all the segments. And well, he, you know, he usually starts the show by <laughs> saying, Triple Banger Lightning Round. round. Yeah. Yeah. That felt good. Question you know? one. Was I stilted? Question I number you, one. I think you really came through. I really, I, I liked how you did that. And uh, it's good to see you again, buddy. Hey, buddy. That was, uh, you know, that was, that was well scripted. You know, What's the it was fr- almost, let's, tr- let's bang it. 
<laughs> Let's bang it out. Let's bang it out. Triple banger. Let's bang each of round. them out. Oh. All right, buddy. Parrots. Bigger vocabulary than they're letting on. Come on, but let's be serious. I mean, they you must. Really Polly want a cracker. That's all they pick up. They they say everything that they think. Imagine if you said everything that you thought. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there. I think a lot of times they're going, hey, you're, you're, you're stingy motherfucker. Yeah. You always say, oh, you give me crackers when guests are over. When it's just you and me, you're watching fucking football highlights of a game you just watched. Oh, I want a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you act like you didn't hear me, you piece of shit. That's got to be what's going through a parrot's mind. <laughs> I think it's true. Look, I think, uh, you know they pick up all tears of our of clown. I feel like what they're doing is they're just biding their time for us to sort of self-destruct. And then the yeah. parrots are going to come in and, and rule the world. Because the parrots are listening. I just don't they're, think that's They're smart happen. enough to learn I don't think a any, I think the, the rule is no mastered our language. No oppo- Let me tell you this. Okay. The rule is opposable thumbs question mark no question mark you don't get to rule the world you just can't <laughs> i think if you don't have thumbs you can't well, be the, a the thing rule, that has thumbs after we ruin the world it's going to be different and i don't know if it's going to be thumb based it might be language based and they've mastered our language i mean it's not that they don't even have thumbs they don't even have hands of any they've just got the wings <laughs> all the wings do is make you fly away flying is never like they don't fight each other with wings. They've got those beaks. You're hitting your face on someone. You can't rule the world. If you're in an argument, you're right. like, Susan, get out of the house. You're just hitting her with your face. Susan, out. You're just bloodied nose. I mean, that doesn't. Okay, well, who's going to rule the world? Of all the animals? Yeah. When humans die out? Yeah. I just think bears, right? I just saw this uh, Grizzly Man documentary. Is this some kind that? of shameless plug of your of, of the Yogi Bear movie? Well, it, the second one is in development, yes. <laughs> and I will re-enter that hell as I melt from within. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. I think it's bears. They're scary. Have you seen Grizzly Man, the yeah, documentary? Yeah, no, they're scary, yeah. Did you see the documentary? No. Grizzly oh, Man? Oh, Grizzly Man, the you documentary about what the fellow, that went, this? Watch, about the fellow that went into the wilderness, uh, yeah. kind of got became friends with the bears, and then they killed him. Yeah. Yeah, I did you see that. You haven't seen that? I did see that. You, have you seen that? I did see it. You did see it? I did see it. Okay, cool. That's, yeah. what, that's being a guy <laughs> who, when you don't see something, he's like, you haven't seen that? You haven't seen the Avengers? Dude, how are you walking around right now? I don't know, man. Because I don't give a shit. It's weird that you mentioned that, because I did see it, and it had kind of a... I, it was fairly memorable. I, I don't watch a lot of television, but it, he, he, was, he was a compelling person. He was, uh, he was a, sad, a sick guy. He, sad. Uh, but, but it was touching. You know? It was touching. And I do blame the Bears. That's a lot a, of people blame him. I blame the Bears. No, I they think, did kill him. They were the ones. Yeah. I think, though, that yeah, the Bears are the most I don't think he had it scary coming. of the land I don't animals. think he had it coming. I, I think it no. made Bears look bad. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I know a lot of people think it made him look bad. The bears just went bare, whatever. What do he you deserved think it. Gonna... He was stupid to go into the wilderness and do all this. You know what? I expected the bears to behave better. This is a very friendly person that thought he had made friends with them. Just chill out and don't kill him. They just, he get, they get hungry. He okay, went bears. towards the end. Of, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Who do you think would rule the world? You think parrots. You're seriously imagining. Imagine if my hands were mask taped into <laughs> flippers. And then I didn't have elbows at all, and I kept hitting you with my face and trying to slap you lightly with my feathered... (laughs) 
I think parrots weird have, hand mastered our language, and they're known as one of the smartest animals. And I think that it'll have to do with Are intelligence. They? I don't think they're. They known might be as able to move things with their mind by then. You think of the evolution of different creatures. Telekinetic. They might be able I to don't do think that. So. No. If they can do that, would you give it to me? Yeah. Okay. So. Parrot- <laughs> uh, we'll agree to those if terms. Parrots if parrots can move things with their mind, then they have a shot at world they, domination. They, they, world domination. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, Question two. two. Masturbating through the car wash. Ugh. Not enough time or done by spin cycle. Hold on. I'm sorry. I was trapped in a memory I was having of yesterday. <laughs> When the very thing that you mentioned happened, can you repeat the question? Masturbating through the car wash. Not enough time or done by spin cycle? I think, you know, it's not enough time. And then you got to hit the brakes. And that's when it gets bad. Because mm-hmm. then there's a fender bender. You got to get out. It's wet. You're trying to exchange insurance with the car behind you. It's never been enough time for me. And I've, I've masturbated on the highway. Have you? Lonely roads. Uh, yes. Yeah. No one's on the CB. I five. That's yeah. pretty much what I five, I five is for. Yeah. <laughs> I think I five. I say I'd say I've masturbated just about every time I've gone north on the I five. <laughs> I'd say or south anywhere between. When I go north on the I five, I'm going Peter North. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? My right. dick is through the roof. <laughs> right, right around Harris Ranch, I usually break down. That's one way you. or another between San Francisco and <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles. The Harris Ranch. Yeah. I do it on Vegas, right near the that sad, lonely town that's right before you get to Vegas. What's it called? Paris or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can't even over? remember the do name. Do you pull of it. over or no? I do, and then I I ejaculate into a slot machine. That if if you were to win it, then you win uh, the ejaculate from all the the passing masturbators, or as I call them, <laughs> the pasturbators. Yeah, yeah. The gamble baiters. The gamble baiters. That was bad. No, but I, I take a chance on masturbating on the way to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll no, make I, don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with... with uh, I think masturbation is one of the great uh, inventions. Uh, a lot of people don't know the, the parrots invented masturbation. <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of people don't uh, know that it is an invention. It's an invention. The parrots invented it. It's not a discovery. It. And a lot of people Somebody don't realize... invented the idea of... They invented masturbation, and the parrots... The tug. Uh, they were able the to rub. do it... Uh, with their minds, they <laughs> would just—they just, just think about it. Wouldn't that be awful if you could do that? You know, because there are some women that when they just move a little bit yeah. in their chair, they'll have an orgasm. Yeah. It's actually a disorder with some women, okay. and uh, it's usually caused by this dick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've never made a woman climax. I haven't, but I've heard it's. I heard their toes curl. We've talked about this every three times, right? You, uh, I care every three times. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Well, it's a one for three ratio. Yeah, even this morning. Every three times I want her to be happy. Mm-hmm. Does that make me unselfish lover? I think so. <laughs> that makes you a selfless lover. No, but they did. They invented really the tugging and the rubbing at the same time. Yeah. Masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk about masturbation once in a while on the show, but I would say this. It's never enough. It's never <laughs> enough. I think we need to explore different uh, aspects of it. Uh, the thing with the, this question, the car wash one, Sometimes you're in a hand wash where there's actual people outside your car. Oh, yeah. That's not what this question was about. I think you also want to get out of the car when they're hand washing. Yeah. Oh. I think it's a little weird to it sort is of stay weird. there. Weirder still is as there are many, you know, smiling Latino faces look down on you, <laughs> you, you just take out your penis and begin pleasuring yourself. I 
can't imagine a more racist or terrible thing <laughs> except for what I just said. Except for what you just said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just except for you. I was waiting to see if you mentioned how bad that was, and then you did. I had to, yeah, it had to be within the joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm a broken man, Cash. Let's do the third. <laughs> Triple banger. Lightning, lightning round. round. Question three. Food. Third question. Food. Making a comeback? I mean, people kind of gave up on food for a while, but do you think it's coming back? Do you I think can't. people are going to start eating again? <laughs> <laughs> you really, Okay. I think it's on the upswing. Yeah, I'd say people are still... For, to me, food has always been something that I think stays pretty stable. I consider it like, uh, I don't know, like uh, pork belly, you know? It goes up and down, but it'll always be there. Yeah, I just think there was an era where there was, you know, a lot of people, you know, ashamed of eating too much and the whole thing. Now I think people are really, uh, you know, starting to, food's starting to have a place in our society again. But as a raw diet? Especially among the Hispanic population. (laughs) What a terrible (laughs) thing to say. I've already started masturbating in my front seat thinking of it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's on the yeah, it's on the comeback. I'll it's go on with the that comeback. One. That was a throwaway. Well, part of have... it is that the parrots will be the ones to make us think through, you know, telepathy. Yeah, that we should be eating more, and then yeah. we'll slowly well, get. They're going to control everyone's minds eventually. We'll all die of diabetes that came and is rooted in the parrots' minds. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do an auxiliary. Triple banger lightning, lightning round, round auxiliary. Auxiliary. <laughs> round. True or false? There should be an age requirement before you can call your house a castle. Like, I think it has to be a certain <laughs> amount of years I, old. I, we live in a castle. Now, you've, you've you know, you bought like a, 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 you know, some armor at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. You're not, you don't really live in a castle. Sorry, the Renaissance Pleasure Fair? Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> reaching there. I was reaching. A parrot would have nailed that joke. <laughs> I just, I love that you're self-pleasuring. You're clearly masturbating. The auxiliary should have been like, in, in the barmaid's I don't quarters. Know. I don't even know. Where you're ordering meat. I know. Is that long enough to masturbate while a, bar, <laughs> while a, a barmaid is getting you a turkey leg? <laughs> the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. It's just all, it's just a latex version of the Ren Fair. Yeah. yeah. I, look. Don't you think people are calling? Oh, who is calling their house a castle? That's no, no, no. People are calling their house a who castle. Is? You know, castle. Oh, uh, there were some castles uh, uh, outside of Chicago. It was in that little town, uh, Lake Geneva. Somebody was like, "You can go on a, a walk and see castles." I'm like, "No, th- those aren't castles." And those they're all made like, out of stone. Those look like castles. So this is less about someone describing their house as a castle, which is what I took it to mean, because mm-hmm. I think. You've got to be older than 40 to really say, welcome to my castle. That's what I'm you saying. You can't be a 16-year-old exactly. who's a millionaire. These fucking skateboarders. Hey, let's go party at the stones. castle. Exactly. Yeah. They put some stones around their house, and they're like, hey, bro, you want to party at the castle? And it's like, fuck you. There'll be parrots there. Oh, you can roll around on a stiff piece of wood? Try juggling six clubs. Want to get fucked up and jump in the moat? Ugh, it's not a yeah, moat. You don't yeah. have a moat. But here's the other question. How, lo- how old? That's a lawn. How old should <laughs> With a sprinkler that, that, that See, lost control of itself. Grounds. <laughs> these aren't castle grounds. This is a fucking... <laughs> this isn't a field. <laughs> You're not dwarf tossing. You're throwing your shorter friend, Joe. You're throwing your shorter <laughs> friend, Joe, across your fucking yard. You pieces of shit. That's not a moat. That's called a slip and slide. <laughs> It's been around for 12 years. 
No, I, it's it, it's ridiculous, this castle thing. I j- it's, it, okay, so yes. Where so you is your drawbridge? 16. It is a door. <laughs> that is a door that's not a... It's come a, through my drawbridge. Was, There's I a feast for everyone. Bring me the head of a pig. You've got to be You've got to be 40 to be able to say you live in a castle. And even then, I don't think you should be saying, welcome to my castle. <laughs> Ever. People should kind of say... This is almost a castle. I mean, there's stone everywhere. The stonework. What's it called? The keystones. The engraved keystones. The most important parts of the arch. That's why they call it the keystone. They're beautiful. This is a castle. And then you can sort of say, well, I, I think of it as my little, my little kingdom. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. let me show you to the boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You okay, can, so you're saying what year? What year? How old does it have to be? Okay, so how many years old? Because, you know, if you're going to go on a tour of the castles. I think, you know, 25 years old, did they build it? I think it has to be built in the 1800s for me to buy It's such baloney, no. Yeah. Then then there are no more castles? Back when, look, bottom line, no, there's still some castles that were built in the 1800s, but it has to have existed during the dragon Mm. era. Listen there has to, to have been a dragon. Through a series of strange events, I had a brunch sort of uh, meal with... Uh, a brunch meal? Fr- yeah, with Freddie uh, Koch, who's like one of the wealthiest people in America. And he has a castle in Salzburg that used to be owned by Franz Ferdinand. I'm trying to remember all these things. There's so Does many things. Does this really that, happen? Yeah. Today? I ate at the castle. It was a real castle. And it was very old. But it's sort of... He just... He kind of bought it, and it's now it's his castle. But he's not. It's kind of like a guy living in a castle. You know, he lives other places. But it's like he's not really in and of that time. So you're mm-hmm. always going to look out of place because he doesn't dress. He's just in like khakis that's and a what, fucking that's a good sweater question. vest. Should and you he's be like, wearing- hey, look, look at this castle we're in. You're like, what? No one is in this. No, you just bought a castle. So that, I, to me, it's the same thing as building a medieval times outside of Chicago. But if it's truly an eight, uh, a castle from the 1800s, would that or would not, 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 excuse me, would that or would that not make it a good bachelor pad? Would it be like, if you're going to bring a girl back to your castle Here's and it's the question. I want to cut through this. And I ask think you a I think that would get you some. Although it's kind of creepy. That's that's a problem. It's, it's always creepy. Like, yeah. It's a little creepy. You, you got a parrot say. sitting in the corner. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> You know, he talks like that. It is mine. He's like, oh, yeah, this, oh, yes, you live in a castle. You've got a parrot. You're out of your mind. No, but like, it's creepy. I actually think it's not a good bachelor pad. I'm just, uh, now that we, here's the, here's the ultimate question. we flush this out. I want to cut through it and ask you this. Yeah. Is, cut through the bullshit. Is Excalibur, right? Yeah. In Las Vegas, mm-hmm. isn't that that's the castle one? Right. Is that a castle? That's not a castle. Fuck you. I take umbrage at your fuck you. Actually, this How? is what the fuck. So it is what the fuck. It's okay and we're getting down that. into it. And yeah. thank you, Cash, because you know Mark is obviously introspective, incisive, self-analytical. This is exactly like his show. It is, it really. And you've, you've taken that. You've taken the torch, almost as if you were outside of a castle. Yeah. Lighting the outside He torches. left me this script. These were things he was wondering about. Well, I, I, I disagree with you. I mean, I think if, if they're going to build a you, castle, you it's an it older counts. hotel. Yes. It has slot castle. machines in it. It doesn't matter. They would have slot machines in the older castles if they had that technology. You know what they <laughs> used to do? They used to throw dwarves. For sport, cash. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's the same That's thing. That's horrible. Slot machines, what do you think about this? Here's, I've got a yeah. question uh, for okay. you. Okay. Slot machine. Yeah. Are they almost like the Venus flytraps of elderly women? 
Yeah. Really think about that. Point. I mean, because you're always the only person you see transfixed and really stuck in that situation is yeah. usually old you're women. Right. It's a gravitational pull. It's a terrible thing. It's a type of gambling that attracts a certain. Yeah. Anyway, I, Las it's Vegas true. is one of those things that I love, but I also hate it. It's so sad. And yet it's so You know much what? Fun. That brings us to where were you? There it is. Yeah. Uh, I was in Las Vegas. Yeah, me too. So I wanted to tell Get a story into about it. it. You tell me the story. Because I have a story too. It was interesting. I think I, yours is better, so I'll go first. Okay. I stayed, you know, I stayed at the Cosmopolitan. And that's okay. just a place where everyone is walking around like, this. am I doing it right? This is it, right? I'm in the right clothes for right now? How drunk am I? Am I drunk <laughs> enough for... He, this, guy, this girl's drunker than I am. I wonder if I should be that drunk. But we're going out tonight. Are we going to the right club? It's just such... It's panic. Everyone yeah. is having a panic attack of anxiety. Unless you're stupid. That's how you can tell the stupid people from the smart people. Mm-hmm. The people that have any intelligence are clearly there thinking like, am I... Is this, is this cool? This is cool, right? Is it worth the money to do it this cool? Should I have stayed at this place? Was last night as crazy as it should have been? That is, those are the people with intelligence. The stupid people, I think, are like, hey, man, we didn't get into Ghost Bar Day Bar, so we're going to Day Bar Ghost Bar, bro! And then they all just head to another place and get shit-faced and they're on ecstasy. Yeah, and then they have sex and make more worse versions of themselves. Well, I think... <laughs> I'm not in a great mood. Cash knows this. I was fired. This, not fired that's the kind the of thing show, I would say. The show that I was working on got shut down on Friday, Thursday night. Okay. When my yeah. parents came into town, which I thought was very ironic and Perfect funny. timing. They came in to sort of see me. You want to feel like show. a success when you see your parents. You want to say, look, I've done it, you guys. You said it was a bad idea, or yeah. at least it was dangerous. Right. And it ended up being fine. It's okay. Look at it. I've I'm won. able to make people happy for a living. Yeah. Oh, oh, the show shut down. Sorry. So, yeah, tomorrow you'll be on set with literally 100 people that are all just being told, like, you are not making the money that you thought you were going to make. And so this holiday is going to be harder for you. Grips, electricians, all these people. What, what Were your parents there when they broke the news? Yeah. I was at dinner with them. Would it have been extra (laughs) less painful if they had actually given your dad the mic and given him? uh, TJ's dad has something he needs to say to the cast. I think he would have said, you know what? This is your fault because you trusted my son. Thank you. Was there any Now, like- before I go, I just want to tell a couple lawyer jokes. This first one. What do you call 150 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good start. (laughs) <laughs> so I always Usually I open with a joke And then I say something terrible about my son But this time I did it the other way around And so now I'll see you all soon I'm wearing a bow tie with jeans Goodbye Well now, uh, now, now in fairness they've, you've, you've taped some episodes And they may catch fire they, they may catch fire It's impossible Usually And you have to sort of This is something we talked about too It's like you, you're, Most of your life Is in show business Kind of Moving on from something, forcing yourself not to get excited about something too much because when it doesn't happen, then it'll. Right. So I, I take a policy of sort of that's it, you know, and that's okay. And now I have to sort of reorganize and figure out what the strategy is going to be. But it is, it's really sad because it's all these people you've worked with every day. You're always waking up at 5 a.m. You become friends with people. It's a very transient world. So you get real excited about people real quick because you know you only have four months with them. And then suddenly it was only two. And also the show was starting to get, and I think you, you always believe this from the inside, but I thought the show was starting to get better and more interesting and <clears throat> the chemistry between the other. And the, I love Scott Foley and Becky Newton and I don't get to see those people anymore. But more importantly, we'd sort of been working really hard to get to a place and we thought we were ahead of schedule and they shut you down. You're like, ah, fuck. 
Yeah, it's almost like Very summer sad. camp when you know summer camp ends a certain day. At least right. you know it. Yeah. With our careers and our profession, uh, you're a part of a project, and then they just all of a sudden you're in the middle of uh, playing. Uh, you know, maybe you're in the middle of your archery lesson. Ugh. You know, throwing throwing bows. Maybe throwing Literally. bows, and all of a yeah. sudden they walk in and they go, "Camp's over. Go home. Yeah. Fuck face." Uh, and that's really how they say it too, probably. But it's it's, it's a terrible really shocking. camp. It's very they're very it's a bad camp. It's in Michigan. It's not the best camp. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. the best camp. But we've ta- we were talking about this before we started uh, the the podcast. I mean, this is a real roller coaster. This career, and you can you can prepare yourself for for what, what you know, peaks and valleys you're going to have. But it's like preparing for a breakup. You don't really you don't. It's still shocking and horrible every time it happens when you have failure or disappointment in this business. And so often you have really no control over anything that happened. Right, exactly. You know? And just it so just, happens she just doesn't like the shirt that just, you chose to right, wear. Right. Or just like in a relationship, you're thinking, well, I didn't do enough. And really, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. No. She, well, she should have done more. It's she couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. It didn't work, and so you guys have to go your separate ways. So logically, in your mind, you're like, you know what? I have to be ready for this. I'm going to let this go. And it still wrecks you emotionally. Right. And then you have to be sort of an insane person to stand back up. And it's like being a boxer. I think this is probably why Louis C.K. likes boxing metaphors for comedy so much, because it's like being a boxer, and you get hit, and you're knocked out. And instead of the round being over, they're like, you can also keep fighting. And most people are like, I'm done. That's it. It was a TKO. But you have to stand back up when you shouldn't and keep fighting. And then you get knocked out and you get up. And instead of kind of being like, you know what? This maybe isn't a fair fight because it isn't really a fair fight. You just keep fighting even though you know your opponent has all of the power. It's very strange. I mean, you're kind of being battered around inside of a larger system, which is our lives, where we're already being battered around. So it's like you get a parking ticket. And then also somebody's like, you know what? He's just too fat. He just looks like a chubby you know, Jason Siegel. It's like we already have – it's so funny, but you, you kind of have to keep kind of uh, uh, pushing it up against well, it. Well, one thing that you've done to combat uh, this fickle business is you're a really hard worker. And, and, I mean, I've almost in my lifetime never met anybody that works as hard as you do. And that does combat uh, to some extent the trials and tribulations of this thing because a lot of people – just lick their wounds for so long. I being one of them to some extent when I have yeah. a failure, it takes me too long. And you get right up the next week and you've already got your new project. We, you've got a board of projects that you're always working on. But, I will but it's, you, you treat it like a job. I think a lot of people don't treat it like a job. But Right, because you can't, if you have a shitty if day you lose a at sale, the office. If you lose yeah, a sale, you're a salesman. You can't sit around and lick your wounds uh, yeah. you know, for, for weeks at a time. Well, but the, you know, the interesting thing is I sort of, have this constant assault of, of of work ethic that is the way that I yeah exactly if I have a disappointment somewhere I'm already working on something else and I can be, all those things are building and the, you have more chips on the table so more bets are moving mm-hmm. and it still doesn't matter though it's like it really you know, and I'm just getting to the age where I understand oh even if you work as hard as you can in every single area you're still too many things are out of your control it's just like life too many things are out of your control, and we've been given this mindset of, like, we can get control, we can get control. Mm-hmm. Some people are more like that, some people are less like that, but we all are trying to get some sort of control. Well, and I think, I think that's why religion appeals to a lot of people. It's because, very appealing because thing. It's very appealing to say... There's nothing to, more to, to admit, so to, to not even say, to admit the, the reality that we don't have 
very much control over what happens in our lives. But that there's a benevolent being watching over everything and there's a reason for all of it. Well, that part is very comforting. And whether you believe in that part or not, you know, we'll let you decide. Well, listen, it's the most comforting thing that there is. There's nothing more comforting than believing that after you die, something else happens and it's great. And that also there's a reason for everything that happens. To embrace the absurdity is just far too terrifying for most anybody. But it's... Show business is kind of a model of it. So in that way, I'm attracted to it. And stand-up is kind of the ultimate. I mean, that is the literally month-to-month reassessing your entire existence as a stand-up. I mean, I know you come away from clubs just thinking, what am I doing? What is happening? Yeah, no, your entire... And you're one of the ones yeah. that really has great confidence in your work because you know you're just so good at it. Well, thank you, but 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 it is... Every week, every show tends to – you try not to let it, but it, it tends to affect how you think about yourself. You really – a little it's bit. really crazy. Now, yeah. when you're just starting comedy, um, it's much worse. You yeah. do get better at uh, – the great sets don't make you feel like a king as much, and the horrible sets don't make you feel as much like a, a bad person. Right. It gets a little better. Um, I mean, my favorite thing someone told me about comedy – I may have already mentioned this, but – they, at one point, I think I had had a string of like five bad sets in a row early on. And I said, uh, what do you – I mean, do you ever not eat it? I mean, do you ever yeah. – is there never a chance where you won't eat yeah. it? And this, I was working with this great headliner, and I don't remember his name because it was so profound. He said, you're always going to eat it once in a while. It's just that the better you get, uh, the more it's like Russian roulette, and you just have more chambers in the gun. Yeah, that's true. But there will always be a bullet. Yeah. Never remembered that at any point, you know, it, it can always happen. But uh, it is crazy because it, you know, I recently had a string of just failed sets, just, just, you know, packed rooms of people that were my peers and younger comedians and audiences that had seen me before. And I just was awful and the thoughts couldn't really connect and I couldn't figure out I was trying to do something and it not only did it not work, it wasn't funny. And so, you know, I had like four of those in a row and I really, you do suddenly look at everything and you're like, I may, if I lost it, is there some sort of, you know. And then you have other periods where you're like, God, I'm real sharp right now. Do you ever have, yeah, or, I mean, you know, you just feel you're invincible. Just like, yeah, oh, you're just course. like, God, yeah. I've had like, I, I've had Nothing two or three great weeks me. in a row right. and I just, I'm real sharp. I'm quick. I'm, it's coming out funny the first time right. I write it or think of it. Right. So you have those periods of time. And that like way, anything, it's like sports. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like sports. And that way it's like a drug too. I mean, you, you sort of, when you're doing drugs, sometimes you're sort of up on it and you're like, ah, oh, da, 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 you don't really. You're, you think, oh, nothing can go wrong, and then suddenly everything goes poorly, and you reassess everything. It's very strange, you know. I mean, that is a part of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I also think it's good because there are there are situations and jobs and people's you know experiences that are mostly positive, or they're all sort of around the same base level, which is a great thing too. But for me personally, I I would rather hit higher highs and lower lows than well. Well, and we've talked about this. You can you can get a job, and there's nothing wrong with this. Some of my my closest friends and relatives have jobs like this. You can get a job that you don't really care about. You punch the clock. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with this. And then when you're off work, it doesn't bother you at all. Uh, you don't think about it one time when you're off work. The minute you punch out. It doesn't plague you. Then you can have a job you're passionate about, but you do carry it with you 24 hours a day, and it's a burden. And we've made that choice. But either way, uh, you lose. You know. <laughs> either, either what way, we're saying is, way, no matter what, you lose. 
There's no winning situation. <laughs> I mean, because it sucks to be at a, ba- a bank job you don't care about and you're just you know, passing the time for eight hours trying to get yeah. through it and you hate it and you, you just – it's a burden and you get two weeks of vacation a year and you don't feel much pride in what you do. But it also sucks to, to be burdened all the time. I'm really – we always have homework. You always feel like you can do more as a performer. You always feel like you could be working harder because it's a, it's a labor of love but also hate. You know, I, I, I recently had That's <laughs> true hatred. No, no, I, you know, and I had all of this being said in the context of like still feeling so great about. We both are and so psyched about. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. Uh, but the, one of the things that I really realized when I, I came a certain age, I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago. I was just like, oh, I don't have the same thing to offer a life partner that my father does. Because he had a regimen and schedule. He's in town every weekend. When he was out of town, it was with my mother. That's a certain type of thing. That's an infrastructure to your life and your time where you can, you know, predict, have a family. It's very predictable. It's much more stable. Yeah. And I realize I'll never be able to do that. The more successful I am, the less control I'll have over that. There will be a sweet spot. But to reach that, again, like we're talking about, there's so many things out of my control. I can't control which shows go and which thing is going to get here and which part with the director and the producers like me. For the, There's too many things out of my control. It's hard to sort of accept that. But, you know, you got to just sort of... I don't know. I, I think my father had the, had those things. I have other things to offer. This this brings me to the essential questions of human nature. Actually. Let's do it. Um, this this and you know if if you feel like we're getting a little too uh, uh, you know heavy on this show, uh, once in a while we get together and we haven't seen each other in a while and we just need to catch up and hopefully you guys. Uh, you know what I enjoy. say? Yeah. If you feel like it's getting a little too serious, then why don't you get out of your fucking car? I don't, man, or, I don't care how You know go- what? Or go back to your fucking castle. Yeah. Go back to your castle, put that drawbridge up, and that moat is an emotional That's right. one. That's right. And masturbate on your parrot if you need to. Yeah. he. You know what he's thinking. It's not what he's saying. Okay? This is what the fuck. That's what this is. This is With what Cash the Levy fuck. Cash Levy filling in for Mark Maron. There it is. Okay? There's a whole different show today. The essential question is, I feel like there's diminishing returns with everything. That's partially why... Why, you know, you have a great view, uh, or you uh, look at your uh, girlfriend over and over again, and she doesn't seem quite as beautiful because you've seen her for for ten years. You've looked at that face. People, there's diminishing returns. You eat the same ice cream dish every night, and it doesn't taste as good. And this yeah. is one of the most frustrating things yeah. about life. Yeah. It, everything in the world has diminishing returns. A great set, a great performance in front of three hundred people, having them give you a great ovation. It doesn't feel the way it did at first. Everything has diminishing returns, and it really sucks. It really bothers me. You don't love your car as much as you did from that first time you drived it. You don't love the view from your house as much. That, that, that bed that you thought was so comfortable, it, it, it starts to sag, and it has diminishing returns. Every single thing, right? So here's the answer, right? Uh, one thing that, that is great is that's what's great about having kids is that they keep changing. I've, I've, my, my son is two now, and they keep changing every day or every week. So that so so you don't have diminishing returns because he's not the same guy a week later. I right? love how you can think of your kid in terms you know? of how that he's not your diminishing. Experience. He's not diminishing for me. I love that guy just as much every day because I don't know what he's going to do. Right, but everybody else becomes predictable. So. You could say, well, the answer is, and I know this is a long, uh, essential question, no. but you could say, okay, the answer is to shake it up and keep things moving and keep it fresh and do things different every day and not ever have a routine. That doesn't make people happy either, unfortunately, because a lack of a routine is very unsettling. 
So how do we find the balance? That's the essential question of human nature. Well, the whole thing how is... Do, because the balance is if you keep... it. Our lives are so, uh, you know, as, as performers, are like you said, they're not what your dad had. There's no consistency. And yet, consistency breeds boredom and diminishing returns. So how do you win? I think you're just constantly in pursuit of that balance, unfortunately. But see, I'm big into the idea that, you know, that we sort of are in this culture of fear. And part of that fear is advertising because it says to you, you don't have what you need. You're not, you're, you don't have it. You don't have it together. You should be, you need this thing. You need this thing. You need this thing. You don't have the things that you need. We're being told that every day in every possible way. And so that breeds this idea of diminishing returns. I think part of it is I'll come back and I'll get in my car. And you know, I try and keep my car pretty clean. But I'll get in my car and I'll be like, ah, man, I'm so lucky to just have a car that I like and that I can keep clean. And I'll kind of sit in that for a second, and then I'll go. But what's frustrating is... And then you'll go to the car wash, more a- and, and you'll you will zip a trip and give it a dip. You know where it goes. And you throw down a sticky <laughs> zipper. And a, a parrot will telekinetically make you climax. <laughs> a sticky zipper will... And then you'll describe it to me, because I'll never know. A sticky <laughs> zipper wound? Is a sticky zipper. That's what... Uh, these people are sending us these cash phrases. I... I, I mean, I feel like... You're just always in pursuit of that. And it's going to be, it's really, really tough. You know, you kind of, more energy should be spent on trying to appreciate things and accept things. That should be, that's my main thing. I think if people spend another hour a day sort of saying, you know what, I should be appreciating this situation that I'm in with my coworker, my neighbor, my uh-huh. girlfriend, whatever, and, and instead of be thinking, well, this is what they're doing wrong, because that's, yeah, it's, that's it's what we're told to do. It's much easier to appreciate what you have uh, than try to fix things that you don't have. It's much yeah. easier. Yeah. And yet most of us try to fix everything. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to bring up a couple of these cash phrases. Let's get on into it. This, you tried this guy, to do the segue earlier. This I'm guy, sorry Ryan, I no, it's cool. This guy, Ryan, <laughs> set up these cash phrases. And I'd like people to finish this because it's on, uh, let's see, it's, uh, where, how would people find it? It's on, it's on our face. Most Facebook. hosts want to, even if you're guest hosting, you're going to no, want to cashphrases.org. Okay. That's what it is. And this great dude, Ryan, set it up. And it's so funny because some of these phrases, I mean, uh, you know, we, we came up with these phrases and some of them we don't use enough. For example, uh, basting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a turkey facial. Basting. And that, that happens so rarely. Yeah. It, but it, every time I get stuck in a turkey cart going through a car wash. What should I think I'll do? <laughs> little turkey basting. How about, I mean, I feel like you don't use this phrase enough for one episode you did, but I, I thought it was quite endearing and charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, pookie hatch. And that is where the, the wee the anus. goes. That's Excuse the me? anus. Oh, the pookie hatch. That's the pookie hatch. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's easier. Yeah, you know, because anus isn't great and asshole is a little bit too... I, you know, I say asshole a lot when I'm referring it's to quite the anus, charming, but I the wish pookie I could hatch. say the pookie hatch. The pookie hatch is something they could use on sitcoms, you know? Mm-hmm. They could even call a sitcom uh, pookie hatch. No one uh, really Let know. me put it this way. Nothing's come out of this pookie hatch for a couple days after that <laughs> fondue dinner, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl's life. <laughs> what else do we have here? The row of bros. That's uh, bro said... Three times in a row. Yeah. If the row like, of bros. Look, bro, bro, 
Bro, we gotta go. Something like that. Again, go to cashphrases.org because I love these. These are so funny. But don't feel like you have to. You don't, you have, don't to. have to. Uh, you don't have to. You don't um, look. Some of you are just casual listeners. Maybe yeah. this is the first episode you've heard. Maybe you don't even like it. And if that's the case, I want to apologize. I, I think it's. I'm wearing these very, very tight, short green shorts, and now I've made you put me in that sort of image. So why don't I tell you, I'm also shirtless with a bathrobe on, and I'm wearing a a, a, a salad tosser through the head. You know what that is? <laughs> you ever seen the arrow through the head? <laughs> It's that, but with the sort of salad tongs. It looks weird with your forehead stash. I mean, also. that is coming in deep. Yeah, yeah. And your elbow beard. I that do. I have tiny elbow beards too. on. I have very hairy joints <laughs> and a very hairy forehead. Giving a hand job to the Tin Man. Now, that was on one of the earlier episodes. And that's, what is that? That's uh, fondling a microphone. <laughs> I mean, that's you do that right now. Oh, oh, oh. Parrots in the corner going, this guy's got a tin hand job. I'm looking to do a few more. I just love these. I mean, thank you, Ryan, for doing this. And also, uh, a couple other people seem to get involved. <sighs> Ryan, thank amount. you. Uh, this fella, uh, Ryan, listen to me. I want to I make you pork chops in my backyard, Ryan. I don't have one. You're going to have to help me make one. But let's finish this, because there's some that I didn't notice. Like Febreze, those papers isn't in there. Three snaps and a butt slap. I mean, there's some very important things. I'm trying to do feel three the tenderness. snaps and a butt slap more. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I feel like Don't sail too close. The wind, I don't think, is in here. If we pay, stay here, the party dies. We need some of these. But some of them are great, and some of them I had even kind of forgotten. For example, going naked. Mm-hmm. That's when uh, going super crazy on someone in a Donnybrook situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy enough to strip all your clothes off and fight nude. Which That's a, going naked. A Donnybrook is worse than a quarrel. Well, it's worse than a melee or a brouhaha. A, a Donnybrook was our chosen phrase yeah. for uh, any type of uh, altercation or Donnybrook. Mm-hmm. Um, a hodge, you know what that is? What? It's a gang of 12 men. A hodge. Or... There's uh, a hodge of them. They were attacking them. me from all sides. How many? Twelve. Why isn't that a dozen men? Shut up! The hodge was all over me. It's a hodgepodge. Wait, wait, wait until you're in a castle to use that one. A hodge is approaching. Bring me a hodge of men. We must go to the moat and see if there's any more trout or salmon. Arm in the there. slip and slide. The hodge is coming upon us. It's also a hug that is so soft it doesn't feel like they're gripping you at all. I mean, that's and I, to me that's a whispering hug. You know, I always say that. Give me secret whispers, and if you do, if you hug with a whisper, it's just barely touching you. You're the fabric of what you're wearing to the fabric of theirs. <laughs> two more. Two with more skin, there. there's no contact, but the heat between your bodies can be felt. Does that make sense? That's a whispering hug. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites, an Emmy. The wind do its job. An Emmy is a, a an immortal prick that instead of killing themselves when they become elderly. Continue to live solely to beat the world record for oldest human alive. Yeah. And I have a feeling I you say came that, up with about that about every other sentence. I mean, when I'm not doing this podcast, I bring that stuff up the all the time. The goal is to live as long as we can, right? I don't think so. I think no. it's to die at the exact moment when you feel very content with everything you've done. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's going to be hard to orchestrate. That doesn't you happen. Know, you in can't a good... really do it. Yeah. It's only happened once. And the guy was masturbating in a car wash, and suddenly his parrot attacked and killed him. You know what? I, I, I'm going to tell you who is the ultimate uh, Emmy. Or maybe not Emmy. Actually, it's, it's the opposite of Emmy. What you just described, where you die at your peak. Um, 
I, and I, this is we're going to do this, and then we'll do maskers and get out of here. But I got to tell you, buddy, I think that the uh, butterfly. I don't understand why the butterfly doesn't uh, have a superhero movie after it because it's really the superhero story, right? First, you have the caterpillar, right? You're this gruesome creature with like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty legs. I don't even know how many, right? You're just gruesome. Well, it's not a hundred because right? that's a centipede. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, you got. Thousands of legs, right? Let's let's exaggerate a bit, right? Okay, and then tens of thousands of. Then you turn into a really shitty-looking flying creature, right? Right. Uh, A moth, right? Does that happen? Are those related? Those no, those aren't related at all. That's okay, though. Skip that part. Keep going with that. Skip that part. You You go into a cocoon. You go into a cocoon, right? Mm -hmm. You come out a butterfly, and then you really don't live very long, and you just die. And I think they're doing what you just described. They pretty much peak on top. If they peaked when they had hundreds of legs and they're just on the ground, that'd be one thing. But they peak after they fly. They're really superheroes, right? It's also the peaking, you know, if you have a son and you're peaking and he's like three years old, you got to kind of, you know, you can't sort of exit... That doesn't really help. So once you have a family, this idea kind of goes out the window, right? Mm, I know. You that's have an the obligation. worst part about that's a family. Yeah. You're right. I told you the best part, and that's that uh, you have no diminishing returns. That's why you have a kid. <laughs> and his son, until he's they 16. Until they're 16. Like, Fuck you, Dad. Like, Fuck you. I've heard your podcast. It's bullshit. They're shit. It's bullshit. What the fuck? You're making up these phrases? What the fuck is an Emmy? What the fuck is that? What's a lasso tear? And then huh? you're just looking What's in the eye and you're dick? Like, this, you could have taught me that earlier. This here's a lasso tear. As you can see, a tear is slowly going down my cheek and around my eye, up around the forehead, down into the mouth, and then you spit the tear back on the tip of your nose, and it goes back into your eye. And that there's a lasso tear. It's a lasso tear. And it's the last lasso tear I'm going to shed for you. Get the hell out of my house. And you can take your Nirvana posters with you because they're somehow retro now. In 2028. I'll never make it that far. Uh, buddy, we're going to have to finish it up. You ever had sucks in a trophy room? (laughs) Is is this you asking me as your fictional son? No, I haven't, Dad. (laughs) All right. Do you know what sex is? Yeah, I've heard about it. you have sex through sucking. I've I've heard about that. Okay. Well, you get out there, son. Thanks, Dad. Dad, was this... Dad, was this the birds and the bees talk? Sort of, yeah. It's kind of a strange one. Well, you kind of should have worked I on think, that. I think you know. I know you're a good improviser, but. I think you know how it's happening. <laughs> I think you know what happened. I figured it out a long You've time ago. Seen it on the internet, of course. I figured it out a long time ago. Cash, I love you. I named you after my old friend. Thanks for those hot babysitters. Hey, you know what? Thanks for uh, dropping a tasty pod, a hot log. Hot, <laughs> <laughs> tasty, spicy pod? Is that what you're saying? Hot There's log. no log. There's no hot log. Hot log is clearly a, a <laughs> That's a whole different thing. That's, that came out the pookie hatch. That came out the pookie hatch. Uh, by the way, if, you're, if you really, if you have a hot log, uh, that, is called, that is called, according to you, a fondookie. That's, well, that's a dookie that you fondly remember. That's right. So just because to we kind all of catch people up on the show. Certain shits. I'm glad we're catching people up true. on cashing in with TJ Miller while we're doing the What the Fuck podcast. You know, it, this ended up being more of an advertisement for what you need in your life mm-hmm. rather than what you mm-hmm. already have. You yeah. already have What the Fuck with Mark Marin. You need to be listening to cashing in. And because you don't have that, pretty much everything in your life is giving you diminishing hollow. returns except for your two-year-old son. Except for your two-year-old son until he's 16. But your life is kind of hollow. This also is a public service announcement for the parrot. And also... Uh, and know this. 
We can't let these parrots take over. We've got to kill them when we see them. And the easiest way to do that... If we that, stay here, the parrots die! <laughs> <laughs> they just go off into the wind. Let's move it along to maskers, buddy. Let's mask it up. Hey, by the way, for the maskers, I wanted to tell all you lovely people out there, can you start masking, doing the maskers on the Facebook page? It's so awesome because then it stays there. And the problem is sometimes I'm traveling and I don't catch up to some of your great maskers questions because now they're not keeping stuff as long on Twitter. So I was thinking we should do it on the Facebook page. It's awesome because then I can go back and really take you a look at it. You can also go on Twitter on your desktop goes back farther. Oh, okay. Than your phone. Okay. So that's one way that you can do it. But yeah, center them in the Facebook because that is fun. You it's can go fun back, to you read them, them and other people make comments. I don't oh, know. Let's try the to. People that make comments on other people's posts. Yeah. I want to live in their living rooms. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with pitch you. Pitch a tent. If you want to tweet these things, there. we're not angry about it. If you want to tweet I'll them, that's pay great for too. My groceries. You'll... I'll put my name on them. You'll still live in your living room. You'll still get your maskers read if you tweet them, but if you have sure, a chance, I'll sneak to... in and try and have dinner we'll every try. once in a while. <laughs> Come on, let me in. Let me in. You can't stay in this castle forever. We're laying you under siege for being 22 and saying that you have a castle when it's only three and a half years old. You just rehabbed a townhouse. This isn't a castle. Well, uh, we've had fun. It, maskers. Let's do a couple let's of maskers. Greg Kosk, C-O-E-S. While engaged in a Twitter fight, how soon is too soon to pull out the Twitler card? The Twitler card. I mean, you want to be you want to be doing, I'd the say, Twitler. over over 15 back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, you've, if you've out replied over 15 times and they're being terrible, then you say you are the Twitter Hitler. You're Twitler, and then Twitler. you hashtag it CC Mashup. Mm-hmm. You follow Comedy Central. And, buddy, you're going to win that prize package. <laughs> there is. We're doing it uh, for Mashup, which is a show that has very poor ratings on Comedy Central right now. <laughs> it's being preempted for the election. Now, listen here, okay? I thought you were going to say the Olympics. Tonight. I was like, no, well, that really is bad. If you're listening preempted to this, for the Olympics, you vote. It's the 62 Olympics. Real voters. 72 Munich Olympics. Real complainers vote. Real voters complain. But I'm telling you. Mashup, you can win a DVD prize package. Just hashtag CC Mashup, follow at Comedy Central, and make your own word mashups like Twitter Hitler is Twitler. Yeah. But I think you pull it after 15 out replies. Okay. Don't pull it early. 15, There's 15. a lot of Jewish people that are still very sensitive about the Holocaust, and I, I understand yeah. it. I mean, it Especially, was a terrible well, thing. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't understand people that say, get over it. Yeah. I can't believe it. Or that this, it didn't happen. Do you think this little speech makes up for the whole, you know, Hispanic people work at the car wash stuff? I think I'm really describing just a close. specific experience where I masturbated, <laughs> so it's more autobiographical, and thus whether or not it's fiction is really up to my memory <laughs> of it. Okay? Cash, now you go back into your room with your Nirvana music. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And don't uh, come down to hey, the living room, Paul. While we're plugging things, if, uh, if you missed my comedy special, it's still airing. Yeah, do it. Uh, Go to go to Access TV. Well, it's you can buy it on HD your website net. now, right? You can buy it on my website. It's, aired. it's funny. It's 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 different. I make stuff up. It's uh, it's on Access TV, uh, November eleventh. Uh, that's that's the next one, uh, and that's going to be at, at uh, that's going to be at uh, uh, two a.m. Pacific set your alarms. Yeah, you wake alarm. up. You watch it. Two a.m. Pacific you go Standard back to Time. Sleep. Let's do another. Uh, let's it do is another a great message. special though. Come it's on. I'm, I'm proud of it. Thank you, uh, uh, TJ. Eric Thompson writes. I really wanted to be a masker for Halloween. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find any masks. What's a better Halloween costume? Long Longathan Jonathan's three legged horse, post full body release man, or Nancy Grace? 
I mean, if you want to be scary, well, you go Nancy first Grace. off, I don't know why he's talking about masks when he's talking about t- Halloween. Okay? Because the masks ain't t- about t- masks. Be about something completely and entirely different. That being said, post full body release. I mean, that is hilarious. You just like go that. covered in I vomit, like blood, everything. You say, I had a full body release. Well, and you could do a full body ingestion before the evening starts, and that will precipitate the full body release. I call it a puke crap cry. <laughs> and the blood's implied. <laughs> Hit full- it. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Yeah! Bow, bow, bow! Yeah! Bow, bow, bow! Full crap cry. <laughs> Full puke crap cry. What did you say? Full puke crap cry. I like that. I think that has a that has a good mashup feel to it. You're trying to win this award, aren't you? Wouldn't that be weird if you won it? You know what I have? I, I just have fake accounts, and I just let myself win because I love them DVDs. It's all signed merchandise. You guys, get on board. If you're listening to this, yeah. watch the show. If you don't like it, it's... It's not my fault. You know, there was another no. person involved. A lot, a lot of other things happening there. Uh, Desmond Hassing, uh, at D. Hassing, writes, ooh, ooh. Rule number one is making someone laugh better than sex. Good question. I've never done either it's of those. But I was thinking, laugh yeah. better than sex. It depends well, here. Sex, sex is right? always, I know that sex is always a disappointment that ends with somebody crying. And it's me. And I'm being told to, to, to leave out of the window. To exit through the window <laughs> or defenestration is. You, you know what, buddy? I really don't appreciate directed. it. I don't appreciate it when people laugh during sex. Have you ever uh, been with a, a, a love uh, child, as it were, a love creature who. Uh, <laughs> a love creature, I have in that, yeah. Oh, where, yeah. Where they laugh uh, during, where they're very giggly they're during. I know it's just sort of a, a defense mechanism to some extent. I don't, I don't, I, f- I, get, I get upset about that. I like. Yeah. I like to be very, you know, I like a little more passion. It's I don't want to be a pretty serious up. thing. But I have, had, I've had, I have had a couple times where I've had fun where during the intercourse we were both laughing. And we were both laughing at the size, the size of my penis. I mean, it is, you should see it. It looks like a fucking... It looks like... It looks like a, the end of a balloon had been shrunk in a dryer. <laughs> Well, it's like two tickets to a uh, – uh, who was it? Two, two tickets, tickets to a Florence of the Machine concert. Ain't nobody <laughs> one of them. Ain't nobody selling them. I mean I can only imagine uh, – I mean you have such misshapen tiny ears. You've got cantaloupe oh, hands. Yeah. got cantaloupe hands. You have an elbow uh, beard, a forehead <laughs> stash. Uh, and so, I mean my, my, would- my dick looks like broccoli fucked cauliflower <laughs> and then they drank through the whole pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster. Hey, let's end this uh, this this really historic episode on that note. What do you think? Well, I, I, uh, I mean, I want everybody to know that uh, this. I, I expected something different from what the fuck because I thought it was going to be Mark. I'm not disappointed. I just am I saying tried to be I'm like, getting dim- diminishing returns yeah, on the show. I believe in. I believe you. I I I'm getting diminishing returns trying to be Mark Maron. You know, like yeah. it's hard. It's stressful. I think we got to be ourselves and be thankful for it. He's a brilliant, he's a brilliant comic, comic. And this entire episode, all I did was try to say what Mark Maron would have said. And mm. he gave me some notes here. Um, he said, don't say the word pookie hatch, that expression. Uh, don't say that roll of bros. That, yeah, roll uh, bros. Don't we talk about it. masturbation. That's not that kind of show. So I kind of broke some rules. Uh, and I, I'm, but I did my best, Mark. I, you hope, know what? You, I hope I did you proud. Hopefully I think you I can, made his castle. A kingdom.
and we'll leave you with that. Full body release. Now leaving Nerdist.com.